Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a great day so far. I also hope you've been including one small change daily this past week that is getting you closer to where you want to be in life, whether that be with weight loss or health goal or um, other goals that you have set for yourself. Today, we're talking about one of the principles I've incorporated within my own way of eating in order to get some weight off recently. And one of the topics I work with my clients on um, in order to cultivate lasting or create lasting weight loss, it's also an important part of long-term weight loss that no one really talks about. Um, even though uh, I've found over the years in working with my clients and with myself, it's it's incredibly important um, in in your process of getting healthy, dropping weight, um, but also for just our everyday lives. And uh, so the one that we're going to tackle today in this episode, um, I hope it gives you sort of this maybe a new or a fresh way of looking at your food relationship, your relationship with your body, and your relationship with yourself. The topic is satisfaction. So let's quick give it a definition so we know exactly what we're talking about as it relates to food and to eating. So satisfaction is an act of satisfying, fulfillment, gratification. It is the state of being satisfied or content. Satisfaction also means enjoyment, uh, pleasure, comfort. Think of times you felt satisfied beyond food. So <clears throat> examples I hear are things like after spending a nice day with my family, feel pretty satisfied, um, where no one argued, um, there's even more satisfaction in that, or how I feel after getting out of a very leisurely bath, or how I feel at the end of the day where I believe I've made progress on something, right? Where I believe there's been accomplishment of some sort, can feel very satisfied at the end of the day. That feeling of satisfaction gives us a sense of relaxation and rest, there's a real calm about it. And um, most of us really enjoy experiencing that feeling. So now I want you to think about your food life. We, we've all had the experience of satisfaction after eating. For most of us, it's usually right after eating a nice, delicious meal. If, and if you really think about this, Feeling satisfied from food comes from eating just the right amount. So if you overeat and feel stuffed, you're not actually feeling satisfied. And if you don't eat enough and you're still hungry, this is also not feeling satisfied. So satisfied means, or it is like just right. It, it always reminds me of Goldilocks a little bit. Not too much, not too little, but just right. Satisfaction from your food comes from how you think about your food life. And we're going to get into this in a moment. Many chronic dieters, and, and I'm one of them, so I get this, during their dieting phase, almost always restrict in some way. And you know, if you're listening 
to my podcast to past episodes, I talk about restriction a lot. Um, and it's true that to lose weight, one must put into place some guidelines around food. But many of us go too far in order to get the weight off quickly and restrict too much. And, and we actually work against satisfaction. We were working against that feeling of being satisfied. We really get in our head that we have to suffer to lose weight and that if we're not suffering, we're not losing weight. So to lose weight, we really have to create a lot of suffering. And if we every ever accidentally feel satisfied with our food or our meal, we get this thought that, well, that was super satisfying, so now I'll be gaining weight. Chronic dieters really screw this all up. We, we believe we must suffer to get to our goal, and so we suffer. And this is actually what perpetuates the yo-yo dieting cycle, which we talked about last week. We, we lose through suffering, but we get to a point where we can't suffer anymore, and so we overcompensate for a time period trying to create satisfaction again, and this puts the weight back on. So this cycle, once again, does not work. You know, our goal is to lose the weight permanently, not just to lose the weight and then gain it back again. We don't want to have to do that. That's a lot of work. It makes us miserable. So part of making this happen is creating satisfaction on purpose while losing the weight, right? So so we really want to create satisfaction on purpose while we're losing the weight. It's it's really changing the whole um idea around it, it's changing the whole feeling around losing weight. So I'm going to talk to you about how to do this with some very practical strategies um, in your behaviors, as well as how to use your thoughts to cultivate satisfaction around your food life and as well as the rest of your life. So let's review and just remember that our thoughts are truly what create our feelings, which then influence our behavior. So Purposeful thoughts lead us to predictable outcomes in our feelings and attitudes and behaviors. So thinking thoughts on purpose, purposeful thoughts, lead us to predictable outcomes in our feelings and our attitudes and our behaviors. So thinking thoughts on purpose that bring feelings of satisfaction is really an important and cool skill to learn and practice to create weight loss and beyond that, to keep it off for the rest of your life. You, you may already know what thoughts can bring you feelings and sensations of satisfaction, but I know many of you like very specific examples. So here are some thoughts you can write down and then read to yourself daily, speaking them out loud, thinking them on purpose, that will bring about feelings of satisfaction in your food life the big ones that I always think of first, and I use this sentence for a lot of different things to help clients, but it is, I can eat whatever I want whenever I want. I'm in control and get to make any decisions I want. Sometimes I choose to eat, sometimes I don't. So think about that sentence. It's really, it's nuanced. It it does not mean you are actually eating everything all the time. The sentence is about bringing you feelings of rest and satisfaction within your food life. Instead of thinking, I can't have that or I can never eat sugar again, which leads to not ever feeling satisfied. When you think the thought, I can eat whatever I want, whenever I want, 
Your brain relaxes. You feel more satisfied when you do make the choices you make. Satisfaction in your food life is really about, it's, it's really feeling satisfied about your food life. If you think, I can eat whatever I want, whenever I want, I am in control, you start to cultivate that feeling of satisfaction about your food life. Another sentence you could think on purpose to create feelings of satisfaction might be something um, such as, I'm, I'm grateful for this meal that will sustain me with high energy and give me health. I am grateful for this meal that will sustain me with high energy and give me health. Switching your thoughts from something like, I wish I was eating that cake or I wish I could have that ice cream and on purpose thinking instead to something like, I am so thankful for this food that will get me closer and closer to my weight loss goal. Switching to a thought of gratitude for whatever you're choosing to eat can create instant feelings of satisfaction. And again, when you're feeling satisfied, you are less likely to overeat or over drink. So let's move on to some practical behavioral strategies that will also increase satisfaction in your food life. So the first one that really can be practiced and honed as a skill would be mindful eating. And and I've talked about this before in past episodes, but this is really a way of eating that you can practice and um, that eventually just becomes second nature. It, It helps you feel It'll create more feelings of satisfaction with your food and your food life. It's a practice that slows you down while you're eating and helps you to be present with your meal or your snack. This practice creates feelings of satisfaction. So, you know, the first step in mindful eating practice is to sit down. So no standing while eating. Take a few deep breaths before you begin eating and sit down. If you're someone who detaches while eating, so watching a screen um, or anything else, practice taking away the distraction and just focus on your meal or snack. So if you're used to watching a screen while you're eating, uh, well, you could try taking it away altogether, or you could do something um, a little bit uh, smaller and easier. And that would be maybe, you know, for the first minute of your meal or your snack, you're not going to watch a screen. And then feel free to turn it back on. And over time, try increasing that until you're feeling comfortable not watching anything while you're eating. Mindful eating is eating in a slower fashion than many of us are used to. Slower eating, just the behavioral practice of eating slower, creates feelings of satisfaction. Physically, you're going to feel satisfied because eating slower gives your body time to digest and create that the, the fullness hormones. Um, so often you're going to stop eating sooner or you won't eat as much as you would if you were eating quickly or fast. If you're a fast eater, and, and oh man, I still struggle with this. Uh, my dad was a super fast eater and I think I just learned it from him, but always, I've always been such a fast eater. So this is something over the years that I've really worked on. Um, so one of the things you can can do is to set a timer for five minutes. And at five minutes, you should only be eating half of your meal. So, you know, you eat half of your meal. And if that timer has not gone off yet, you've already finished half, the timer has not gone off for that five minutes, then you have to just sit there until the timer goes off before you can finish the second half of your meal. Um, one of the ways that helps reduce some of those angsty feelings while while you're sitting there waiting to be able to finish the second half of your meal. 
um, is to, you know, an intermediate skill here would be to grab a book, um, no screens, but grab a real book and you, you know, you're allowed to, you can read out of a real book while you're waiting for that alarm to go off so you can, uh, eat the second half. But if you really want to get into this and get the skill going quickly, don't do anything. Just sit there, feel the angsty feelings, allow them to be there. Um, and then when the alarm goes off, you can eat the second half of your meal. Uh, it, this, this behavioral practice really helps by making you feel more satisfied because the meal, um, the experience is not over so fast. So think about when you're on vacation, you, you want the experience to slow down so that you can continue to savor and feel the good feelings for longer. And this is the exact same with eating, sit down, slow down, scarfing down food while you're cooking or grabbing food to go or fast food will not create satisfaction. To create satisfaction, we must slow down. Another way to create feelings of satisfaction is to add more pleasure to meals. So this could be in the forms of just playing some music that you like while you're eating. Um, This is going to sound silly, but this actually really works using placemats, um, napkins, light a candle, Uh, They are all really easy things to do, and they really do create more satisfaction within your food life. Satisfaction also comes from particular foods. So consuming specific kind of food, foods can create satisfaction as well. And I talked about this in a past episode, um, and examples would be not consuming liquid food, but sticking to foods you need to chew. So chewing creates more satisfaction. Cut out things like protein bars that pack a ton of calories in small amounts and work to eat a proper meal with protein, fat, and carbs. This also creates more satisfaction. And I'm not saying you can never eat a protein bar or shake. I'm just saying that focusing on eating regular food that you have to chew is going to create more feelings and sensations of satisfaction, which as we've talked about and I've hopefully hopefully made a case for, will create that lasting weight loss. Other things that can really create satisfaction is eating protein um, first or before anything you eat. Even if you're going to have some chocolate, eat a little protein beforehand. This will help create more satisfaction with the foods you choose. And if if you cultivate satisfaction over time, you are going to eat less without even trying. And this is sort of the beauty of understanding and practicing the skill to create satisfaction with your food life. Um, you know, if you start practicing this and cultivating satisfaction, you are going to find you will eat less without even feeling like you're missing out on anything. So I'm going to end with one last idea, um, how to create more satisfaction with your overall life, not specific to your food life. Because the other part of this is when we're satisfied with our lives all the way around, when we're able to find moments of joy, um, when we're feeling good about the way life is going, we also don't tend to eat as much. So this does still fall into the weight loss realm. But I work with many clients um, to lose weight and get healthy, but I work with just as many clients in my practice on finding more satisfaction in their everyday lives, working to move them from depression and anxiety symptoms into a life of satisfaction and more joy. So here are just a few of the practices that bring us humans more satisfaction in our lives. So number one, and I'm sure you've heard about this and maybe you're sick of hearing about it, but there really is great research behind it. And um, I know in my own life, it has been huge. So this would be gratitude. 
A gratitude practice every morning or evening can literally change lives. If you can only make yourself put one small strategy into place, choose this one. Every morning, write out three things you are grateful for. And this can be anything, big or small. Often, when I write my gratitudes in the morning, one is typically for my hot cup of coffee. So it it doesn't need to be major amazing things. Most of us do not have major amazing things happening in life all the time. Most of us are just living regular, stressful, everyday lives and practicing gratitude for even the little things like a cup of coffee brings about satisfaction and more and more moments of joy. Uh, Second step to satisfaction with life, edit. Edit means to cut out. I cannot recommend this enough. Cut out any and all things that you do have control over that create stress. So this can include all, all the things you say yes to that you really don't want to do. It can So getting that out of your life. It can mean cleaning out all the junk and stuff you keep in your home and garage. So you know, if you think about it, what it feels like when you clean out a closet brings incredible satisfaction. So editing can even mean things like that. Edit your home, edit your stuff. Um, edit your time on social media, edit your time zoning out in front of a screen, edit anything you can, uh, you can, um, that brings you extra stress that you have control over. So editing is the second one. Last skill to practice to bring you more life satisfaction is to practice compassion with others and especially with yourself. Many of us are, are pretty good at being compassionate with others. And if you're not, you can work um, to practice this. You can practice this to get better at it. And that would be things where you give to someone in need. Uh, when you find yourself judging someone else, shift your, your thoughts to ones of compassion for this person. If your child is trying to tell you something, put down your phone, turn towards your child and really listen. Don't try to offer advice or tell them what you think. Just listen. This is showing compassion. You can do this for friends, other family members. But beyond showing compassion to others, which does bring some life satisfaction, is practicing compassion with yourself. Are you kind to yourself? Are you listening with your whole heart to yourself? Do you find yourself telling yourself that you should do this or you shouldn't have done that? Do you, re- do you berate yourself often? Do you constantly put yourself down? If you notice you do these things, it is time for you st- to start practicing compassion with yourself. If it is difficult for you, because this can be incredibly uncomfortable for many of us, begin by practicing talking to yourself as you would talk to your best friend. So who is dealing with the same situations or the same thoughts. So if you're trying to practice compassion with yourself because you're listening to this and you see the value in it, then one way to get that started, if it's uncomfortable for you, is really just to think, how would I talk to my best friend in this situation? And then talk to yourself in that way. Literally have that conversation with yourself. Okay. These three things um, are really practical. So the gratitude practice, the editing, and practicing compassion with yourself, and they really will create more life satisfaction and joy for you. Give something a try this week every day, and you really will start to see the changes in your thinking and your eating, but most especially in your overall life satisfaction. All right, if you found anything useful from this episode, would you please take the time to subscribe to this podcast um, and also give a five-star review if you feel it was warranted. But more importantly, if you know someone who you think might benefit 
from uh, this podcast, would you please share share it with them? That really is how um, my listenership grows. And really, that is what helps me keep the episodes rolling out and continuing to share information like this from, from this platform. Um, you can head, head over to my social media um, for some more resources, Instagram, Heinen Counseling Coaching, um, and then also I have a recipes only page at Peak Protein Recipes, all high protein recipes. Um, and if you keep listening right now, you're going to get some more information on how my clients take a deeper dive on these topics with me through online programs and coaching. I do a lot of um, online weight loss and health coaching for quite a few clients and um, lots of success um, for them there. Uh, so if you're interested, best thing to do would be check out my website, heatherheinen.com. I have really detailed information on how I work with my clients. Prices are all listed. Um, I don't hide anything. So you know exactly, um, how I do this and what it costs. Uh, and from there, if you're interested, you can get in contact with me, um, through the, uh, contact me button on my website. All right. I hope you all have a great week and we'll talk next week. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life. You feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode and then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation like 99 cents helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have.